Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here for our fourth part of a series with Molly Dahl, a wonderful author, philosopher, educator. And The Art of Emotional Resilience is the name of her latest book and also a course that she'll be teaching in, uh, in, in, with an organization called Mind Oasis and sounds absolutely terrific. And Molly Dahl, how are you? I'm good, Frank. How are you? Doing well. And if you can, give us a little rundown of what, the, what to expect from the course. Oh, thanks. It's, I think it's going to be really fun. I actually just taught it um, at the community college here locally. And it's a six-week course. And we go through the book. And we're not going to cover all of it, obviously. But I pull the highlights, the practices that have the most power to the punch, so to speak. Uh, and we go through those practices through the science of emotion, why we have emotions. Um, there's some reflective parts of it where you're going to have to shine a light on your own inner world and kind of tease apart, you know, those strong negative emotions that hold you back from living in the fullness of your goodness. And so it's a, I had a lot of really great feedback. This one with Mind Oasis will be online. So it doesn't matter where a person is, you can join me. You know, I love uh, the, the term Mind Oasis and uh, what a great, uh, a great name for, for an organization and, and especially uh, a group that does, uh, does this type of thing, Mind Oasis. Uh, just terrific. Uh, that's not your title, right? That's somebody, that's somebody else's. Uh, that's right. Uh, Kelly, the gal that um, founded it a couple of years back, um, study in the same Buddhist circles and she's really um, she's really taken it to a great level. It's a lot of meditation courses, um, some Buddhist Dharma courses, some philosophy courses, uh, just stuff that will like the name Mind Oasis. Give yourself a little break, some refreshment, a place of quiet repose in the craziness of the world. Um, so I'm super excited to be partnering with them. There, we are also going to offer a mini course, just a little half hour to kind of give you an intro. And that one's in January. And these are all up on my website. So anybody can go there and link. Uh, my website is mollydoll.us. And the, the mini course in January, this title, I think it's really funny. It's called Your Emotions Are Not Private. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's go ahead. Yeah. The, Oh, just that the, your emotions aren't private. We come wired, hardwired to see emotions in other people. And so, you know, when we think we're really tamping down our anger or we're masking our disgust that we feel at a certain situation, some people are really good at it, but most of us are not. And so these uh, facial signatures of the emotions come through. Our body posture speaks so loudly about our emotions and so in that mini course it'll just be kind of this little exploration on uh, what your emotions um, show up like on your face and in your posture and in your tone and so that was going to be really fun too and so just, again just a little teaser and then in February we'll go into the full exploration. 
Uh, terrific. Yeah, that is a funny uh, that is a funny title, but you know, very true. Your emotions are not private. Uh, let me ask you something, and and this is coming from someone who who knows very little, if if not anything, uh, about Buddhism. But it is a subject that is uh, that has been always um, uh, tugging at me. Uh, what's the least we should know about Buddhism? Hmm. The least we should know about Buddhism. Um, okay, this might sound negative, but it's not. The, it's another system to point people in a direction of their own path. And what I really appreciate about the Dharma, which is basically a fancy word for the, the teachings of truth in Buddhism is that there are there are paths to get you pointed in a direction where you can really figure out your own truth. And I think if we look closely at a lot of different religious or spiritual traditions, there is always the invitation to go within and ask, is this true for me? And so I think that's another one of the important similarities in um, an undertaking of buddhist studies is what are these teachings are they true for me how can they serve me for my growth so that i am better and here's this this in fact this next quote comes from my buddhist teacher that i studied with since 2008 and um i don't think i've ever heard it elsewhere except from him we are studying striving learning to be better, not better than others, but better for others. Wow. And so that, yeah, yeah. yeah very cool. And when you give the uh, description, I didn't, I didn't think there was anything negative uh, about that. I mean, I, I thought that was, uh, that's a terrific um, d description. And again, this is coming from someone who hasn't studied the uh, the Buddhist philosophy and uh, and and but uh, I have tremendous respect for everything I've I've known about it. But uh, let me remind folks once again: the art of emotional resilience is the name of the book and the name of the course. And Molly Dahl is its author and teacher. And Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Molly Dahl is our very special guest. And binge listen to everything else that we've done here with Dahl, uh, with Molly. Um, Molly, getting back to the course, how much different is uh, is teaching a course like this uh, than than teaching a course at the community college level? Is it the same? Uh, same framework, basically, and uh, it just it, it, it's a little bit different of an audience, uh, or is it? Uh, do you approach it differently as you uh, as you unmask it, as you uh, uh, unravel it? You know, I think it'll be a lot. It'll be the same framework, and I think very similar. Um, the this community college that we have here in town is really neat. They have. Um, a non-credited study line of studies. And so it's, they have a lot of different offerings around meditation and different religious perspectives. They have studies of music and um, popular bands. They had one whole class on the Beatles. And so it's really this fun opportunity to dive a little deeper into things that you just might be interested in. 
And so with this, uh, bringing it forward into Mind Oasis, I will have a bit more of a meditative component to it than I had at the community college. And there will be, um, just because it's online, we won't have as much discussion, you know, personal discussion in a classroom is really engaging. And I find online, I've done a lot of online courses, I find people just aren't super comfortable. Uh, I'm hoping that this might be different, that people in this Mind Oasis community will be a little more, more comfortable to ask the big questions, to share their insights. I think we learn so much from each other um, about diverse experiences that we don't ever really need to say, hey, listen, let's be open-minded. I think that when we have the opportunity to listen to other people's stories, we are open-minded because it's their story and we're interested and we, we feel a different um, sense of communication through story. And so I'm hopeful that an online forum will provide that that opportunity to share uh, but I think that might be one of the biggest differences so we'll see how that comes we'll see how that works out <laughs> you, you know what's interesting you mentioned the Beatles and uh, and in the same conversation that we're having about Buddhism and I it, and you'll, you'll correct me wherever I'm wrong here but uh, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi it was mm-hmm. their it was their teacher over in India, and 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 it was a famous um, pilgrimage that they made over there, and it was controversial and everything else. But when the Beatles went over there, now again, I'm I was born in 1967, and it, that probably was either 1967 or 1968, or you know something along those lines. But from what I understand, I. What we know now, as far as uh, transcendental uh, med- meditation and uh, you know even yoga, uh, it really wasn't talked about prior to the Beatles going over there. Now you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it, you, that's a that's a case of 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 the Beatles once again changing uh, changing the world and uh, and bringing in. Uh, you know this wonderful philosophy, and especially uh, George Harrison, who, who uh, really, uh, d- you know, delved deep into Buddhism. Uh, how much of it, uh, that is accurate, and and uh, you know, is it uh, is, is it worth mentioning uh, that in the whole big picture? Uh, the that being the idea that the Beatles are onto something new and bringing it in, and then it, you know, it it becomes an interest in the Western societies. I think it's right on target. In fact. I, um, when was, I was drawn to yoga in 2001, I think, is when I first started. I was running marathons, and and I just needed something to stretch my body, (laughs) and so I I did some yoga with my sister, who was living out in Colorado at the time, and it was phenomenal what it did for my physical body, being a marathon runner, and so I really liked it, started you know, exploring it a little bit more and just absolutely fell in love with it. I ended up taking my teacher training to be yoga teacher with um, Swami Sachidananda, who was the guru Swami who opened Woodstock. Wow. Oh, yeah. And so it was all that whole era of bringing Eastern philosophies and Eastern practices in the very late 60s, you know, the summer of love and all of that. So I studied, I actually didn't study with 
Swami, he died the August before I went, and I went in July the following year. And so it was a, a big memorial time at the ashram where I lived. I actually lived at the ashram for a year, wow. and did all, or a month, just a month, sorry, and did all my yoga studies. And I, you know, I think it's an interesting phenomenon how music... On so many levels, music is an entry point for so many people into deeper phil philosophical studies, interests, because, you know, music touches us in such a different way than literature or, you know, sports or athletics or something like that, those kind of interests. And so I, I, I do find it a fascinating topic that music can be such an introduction into deep philosophy. The Art of Emotional Resilience is the name of the book and the course coming up. Molly Dahl is here to discuss it. Frank McKay here urging everyone to binge listen to everything that we've done together with Molly. And uh, Molly, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting. If I can get down there, I will. I, well, oh, actually, it's not even, you don't even have to be there. You're saying you, could, you can do this uh, virtually. Yeah, this one's going to be all online. Um, I don't, yeah online so wherever you're at join me yeah well I'll, I'll definitely be joining up and i urge everyone else to uh to join up uh, how long uh how long a course is it it's six weeks the classes will be two hours um it starts on shoot and i just posted the little thing today it starts the first week in february and it's in it'll be on wednesday nights 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. So there's a, you know, one of those fancy little links that you can check your time in the world. So you make sure you get there at the right time. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll remind people even closer to it uh, when to uh, when to sign up. But I I certainly will be oh, yeah. signing up. I, you mentioned uh, 2001, I believe, as um, your your introduction into yoga and a kind of. It, it, it kind of uh, spread out from there into so many other things. Uh, what's changed in you personally, developmentally, um, since that uh, since that moment? Was it a gradual change? Was it an aha moment? Was it, um, I, you know, obviously I, uh, a lot. I, I'm assuming a lot has changed. But what what specifically can you point to, and and what was the sensation of the change? Yeah, a lot of change. And you know, it's interesting. It's It's been both a very gradual change over those, what is that, 20 years now, golly. Yeah. And there, of course, along the way, there are those moments where it's like flipping a light switch. And again, I, I started, I got interested in yoga purely through the physical component of taking care of my body so that I could be a better runner. And then I just fell so in love with the, the physical practice and the way I felt after doing yoga. I felt like nothing could perturb me after a yoga class. You know, I was just like walking on air, super open-hearted, super patient, super compassionate. And then, of course, that fades as, you know, you come back to <laughs> come back to ground and leave the yoga studio and have to deal with whatever comes next in life, right? And so I really felt like, oh, I really, really like feeling unencumbered by these strong negative emotions. And for me personally, it was anger that would be running my strong negative emotional show. And so I, I thought, well, I, I really want to 
move beyond that. I don't like how that feels to be angry. And I don't love the residual fallout. You know, there's nothing about a post angry episode that feels good. You know, just all that yuckiness and then that need to apologize and apologize again, right? The whole scenario. And so I just really concentrated on myself of moving beyond the anger, understanding why, um, and then figuring out the mechanisms to unwind it and not get hooked in it. And so for me, yoga was a pretty instrumental part of my path. Uh, and it was a long, slow process, you know, and it's by no means is it over. <laughs> the uh, anger episodes are less and less powerful and, and fewer and farther between for sure. And, you know, when they come up, it's, I don't beat myself up anymore. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've, I've learned through the yoga component of this path is things are going to come up, be with them as they are, and then have some emotional resilience and bounce back and realize this is part of being a human being. And every time you're angry, it just robs you of your light and your goodness. And nobody likes that. And so get over it. You know, and that said a little bit flippantly, but in in a certain aspect, there's a lot of truth to that. Just get over it. But the just is where the the, the key lies. It's a it's a process. And then eventually it'll click and you won't get angry one time. And then that one time is enough to say, oh, yeah, I did it. I can do it again. And then eventually you do. Molly Dahl, everyone, is our very special guest. Binge listen to the other three shows that we've done together. And The Art of Emotional Resilience is the name of her latest. It's uh, one of four books and, and counting. I'm sure there'll be more. Uh, there'll be more to come. But also this, uh, this course uh, is very important. And, and before uh, we go, we'll, we'll get all the information uh, again. But again, Frank McKay here with Molly Dahl. Molly, as, as you're saying all of that, the, the word that, that comes to, to mind, uh, well, the negative word of, of what we're carrying around that comes to mind, and maybe it's cliche or whatever, but uh, is baggage. And, uh, you know, I, I guess we all have it, and, and, you know, it's probably from, you know, from the, the, the moment we could feel emotion and uh, the, you know, moments that we can't even remember and different philosophies and uh, different religions uh, touch on this and, and, and they may call it different things or whatever. But uh, we, we do have a tremendous amount of baggage. And, and I, I imagine I have more than you have because you've been you've been uh, expelling it for all of these years, for, for 20 some odd years here and well, 20 years, I should say. And. Um, and, and if uh, if you think about it, uh, there there's a lot of that in us. How much is is that? And in in your book, do you touch on that unnecessary emotions that are there, baggage, whatever you want to call it? Do you do you touch on that? Yeah, there is a a section that we kind of look at what is the process of an emotion, and so we kind of unpack that so to speak, right? There's your baggage. But what uh, the way that it's framed uh, comes from the work of Dr. Paul Ekman and his daughter, Dr. Eve Ekman, with whom I've studied. And so that's where I get this and bring it in, is that we have 
And then it's also, you find it in a lot of psychology and studies on the mind and emotion. So it's not exclusive to the Ekmans, but that's where I learned it. We have this emotional alert database is what the Ekmans call it. And it's the storage in our memory of all of the experiences that we've had and then have had again and again and have been laid down as our emotional pattern. And so this pattern is a neurological superhighway, if you want to say it that way, that is our go-to. That when we get um, in a situation where there's somebody who has a certain tone of voice or a certain facial expression that relates to something in our prior experience, it can pull the trigger and then there's that emotion happening. And so when we look at this database of all of our stored experiences, we can begin to see, oh, you know what, when somebody's face has a raised eyebrow, that takes me directly back to when I was a child and my mother's raised eyebrow was a sure sign that trouble was coming. And so that was laid down in part of that database. And then that's the emotional alert. Oh, we're headed for trouble. That face has a raised eyebrow. And so my behavioral pattern can kick in and overwhelm me before I even recognize what's happening. And so if we kind of scroll back through and begin to unwind, we can not always, but sometimes we can pinpoint, oh, it's a raised eyebrow. And that person is not my mother. So I don't need to have that survival mechanism activate those behaviors. I can choose to do something different. And so it's a really neat way of looking at the baggage and understanding how it got there and what I can do to recognize that that's no longer my reality and I don't have to have that same demonstrated behavior. I can now actually make a choice and behave in a more positive, constructive way. Yeah, fascinating. Uh, Molly Dahl is the voice that you're hearing. If you're just joining us or if you're just turning on your radio or your computer a little late, Frank McKay here with Molly Dahl. And The Art of Emotional Resilience is the, is the name of the book, and it is a must-get, as is the course. It's a, uh, you know, by the way, a nice uh, Christmas present to get someone. And uh, actually, uh, before we continue, is there is there a way to, uh, people can order it now? Is there a, uh, um, you, you know, I know you, you talked about just putting it on the, uh, on the site. Let's, let's give the site, uh, and then we'll give it again at the end. Um, uh, what, what is the best, uh, best way to follow along with what you're doing? On my website, it's pretty easy, mollydoll.us. And if you just kind of scroll down through that first page, there's the mini course. Click on the photo. It takes you right to the registration link at Mind Oasis. Scroll down a little farther is the full six weeks course. Again, just click on the links and it'll take you right out to the registration site. And then also on my website, um, you mentioned Christmas present. Great idea. I'm having 20% off site wide. And the code for the 20% is Frank20. Because you heard it here first, I'm Frank McKay. <laughs> so it's Frank 20 
for the 20% off code. And then when you get into the your cart and you put in the shipping, if you just put free, you'll get free shipping until the end of the year for the holiday season. Wonderful. Yeah, Frank. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Frank 20. Frank right. 20. Very, very good. I, let, let me ask you this. And, and me at the age of, uh, of 54 and students of yours uh, that are anywhere from, I guess, 16 to, you know, to whenever, you know, 80 or whatever. Uh, yeah. Is there a different uh, a different approach that we we should be taking if we have less to remember and less to go back on let's say you know my my youngest is my daughter she's 18 uh does she have a different approach to uh to tackling some of these issues uh than i would or is it all basically the same it can be all the same and the reason that i say regardless of age that it can be the same is that the emotional process works the same for every mind which is you know in this day can seem like a great overgeneralization but there's a pattern to the way that an emotion works biologically first in your biology to send out the neurotransmitters of anger or fear or disgust or happiness and then that biology mostly works the same for everybody and then the way that the mind processes, it's a very common generalized phenomena. And so I can say, yeah, it would work for everybody. And then the really cool thing about it is, is it's so personalized because we each have our own story. We each create the world through our perceptions of events and phenomena that happen for us and to us. And so that's the, I think, I think that's the fun of the exploration, excuse me, is knowing the pattern that, oh, this happens for most people like this. And what's my pattern? And of course, if I have less years on the fewer years on the planet, like your daughter, for example, maybe there's not as much baggage to, to dig back through. And maybe being a little bit younger, you can set yourself up for fewer powerful emotional knockdowns in life later to come, right? And, you know, so it's a really neat exploration with the simple practices in the book that I offer in The Art of Emotional Resilience that anybody anywhere along that path can use these reflective questions Uh, to kind of look in there. And then the neat thing about it being so personalized, when you start to ask yourself these basic questions, then looking at your story, you will create your own questions. And so you will become your own guide, which is so safe. And it's so powerful because then you don't feel like you have other people watching over your shoulder. Well, I did this really embarrassing thing and had this really horrible emotional experience, but you get to be that for yourself where it's really safe. And then there's, you know, you go back out and you share experiences with others. So you are your own teacher and then shared experiences. We have others that are our teacher as well. So it's, this really neat combination of inner and outer blended together into this whole perspective of what am I doing and how do I want to do it differently? Molly, can you give us a, 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 a just a one, 
one hint at a question that we should be asking ourselves. And again, we, we don't want to spoil the book and we don't want to take things out of perspective and, and, and just, you know, have like a, a, a snap to it. But is there, is there one question that we could ask ourselves um, that, uh, that can kind of get us prepared to take your course and to, and to read the books? Yeah, it, it actually, it's a little sneak peek in one of the chapters. The, there is two big questions, and we ask them a lot to ourselves, especially when we're going through rough times. And just kind of reflect back through your times when you've wanted to figure out, you know, the, and one of them can be, it's so easy. What am I doing? You know, you find yourself in those moments of life, and you're kind of in that repeat process, and you think to yourself, well, what am I doing? And then the other one, why am I here again? <laughs> and so those two, if you kind of really get down into yourself and say, okay, why am I here again? I've obviously missed the lesson. So it's here again. And here I am again in it. What am I doing? And then you really can look, oh my gosh, I'm doing this again and I don't want to do it anymore. So what different choice can I make so that I don't find myself here again and have to ask myself, why am I here again? Yeah, they're pretty powerful. They're simple questions, but when you really drill down, they can be very, very powerful questions for self-change that actually works for you. Molly Dahl, give us the, the website once again and uh, the information uh, or as much information as you can give us uh, to, to prepare for the, um, uh, well, the, not only the book, to buy the book and to uh, prepare for the class. MollyDahl.us, pretty straightforward there. Um, the, the books, you'll find all four of my books on that website, The Art of Emotional Resilience and then my Youth Positive series. So all books are 20% off through the holiday season with the code FRANK20. And then if you put in shipping, there'll be a code for shipping and just put free and you'll get free shipping. Um, I think it's through, I checked with the post office and they said anything after December 22nd, there's no guarantee. So <laughs> up until December 22nd. So mollydoll.us. Molly Dahl, thank you very much. Congratulations once again. Uh, thrilled to have you. Thank you, Frank. It's been my pleasure. It's always a blast. Frank McKay signing off. Molly Dahl is the author of four wonderful books, and the one that we've been focusing in on is The Art of Emotional Resilience. And uh, to, to all of you, please get the book, Frank 20, and uh, that'll get you 20% off. And also, uh, you know, check out the course. I'll be checking out the course as well. And to all of you, thank you for tuning in. Binge listen to everything that we've done here for shows. And again, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.